2: trust now and i'm joined by <laughs> i am the driver kirk Patzer.
3: i am the english teacher dylan Moss. i'm the seller taylor field
2: yes ladies and gentlemen so this is one of we try to every couple months you know at least a, try to do two a quarter stuff like that of the patreon picks and that's what this theme was this patreon pick they're the ones that did the submissions they vote on so big thank you to all the people that submitted and a big thank you for the Patreon producers for picking which one we we're going to do shout outs to summer Hansy. this was one of her picks parasite you put parasite and birdman which actually those are the ones that came down to but i let you have two because sometimes you got to reward the criminals you know and it makes sense why she would have put this one in because we know her backstory yeah. her criminal record you know? <laughs> she's probably that's story. probably probably haven't seen her on after nine in a couple months she's probably hanging in someone's basement or something like that minor Jesus. spoilers wow. but anyway so yeah so this was the oscar and yeah so a big thank you everyone if you want head over to patreon you got a bevy of different type of tiers and benefits and stuff like that but that's one of these things along with ad free or exclusive or early episodes is you literally choose our content because we thank you for supporting us and giving your hard earned bucks to support the channel and grow it so we say hey you pick some stuff and that's what happened today you've picked 2019's parasite am i wrong or right or 2020 i think you're right Okay, 2019's Parasites, so it's been a couple of years, you know, a couple of Star Wars films have been cancelled since then, but uh, yeah, so lots of stuff going on with Geekverse, you know, Tim just cutting you off because it's late, so we're getting right to the everything. Links down below, you can find everything, you know, go to the website, all like a jazz like our retrospectives we got John Wicks drop in the main feed the evil dead ones are on patreon soon we'll be doing Indiana Jones and in the back half the year once we finish this year's like probably around summertime we'll be starting Mission Impossible and Fast and the Furious and we got the X-Men retro so tons of retrospectives going on so let, I'm gonna start off with Kirkland paths I'm gonna start off with mm. the people because me and Dylan have talked about this on a cast a long time ago Dylan probably doesn't remember you were on an Oscar predictions episode mm-hmm. with me and Lee oh you do remember mm-hmm. I wasn't sure yeah. if you remember okay yeah so we've talked about but I know Kirkland a few times on the cast be like, oh, it's always a movie we want to see. But I haven't got around to it. have got around to it. So yeah. you had no excuse this time. The patrons had, you know, pulled you up and said, you're reviewing this movie or you're out. And we said, yeah, sure. We'll make sure that happens. So what did you think of Parasite?
4: I was grateful for them to, uh, getting me to the the start point for this movie, too. Because yeah, uh, yeah as you laid out, this is one that I've only heard good things about. And like from different like friend groups too like not just like the podcast crew like people that i feel like aren't really movie people where i don't know they just see it and it's it's probably good for them like really stressing that i got to see this one um and yeah like i've only heard good things um and this one funny enough too with birdman is similar situation where i haven't seen it i've only heard good things And I I feel like this is kind of a superpower for me. I am able to just like completely put on blinders and like not Hmm. find out what like spoilers are for like a particular movie if I don't want to or like see like the synopsis or a trailer. And that is me with Birdman because I still have absolutely no clue what that is. I don't know if it's a superhero movie. I don't know if it's a crime movie or anything. Maybe next year. And that was me also with Parasite. I had absolutely no idea what to expect going into this. And I think that boosted my enjoyment of it like tenfold cuz i like i feel like every 20 minutes i felt like i was going down a different rabbit hole there's like i feel like halfway through the movie there was a, m- a moment in this where i'm like what the fuck movie am i watching i feel like i just saw this uh particular barbarian movie or something it, it was mm. it, it was just totally tripping me out um and i understand now why this movie got the praise that it did just like the like the powerful message i think that it gets across in a comedic and also just like like entertaining way it's it's a movie that i like I don't, I'm not even sure what the runtime is, but it just it it blew just by like two ten something like that. Yeah, like it, it feels it feels significantly shorter than that. Maybe like the like the final rounding off of the story. I thought mm-hmm. maybe trailed on a little bit long, but I overall I I had such a good time with this. I thought all the actors were really really enjoyable um, and. Yeah, well, like, spoiler-free stuff. I feel like just, like, the cinematography was gorgeous. I love, I love the, like, the house that we were in. Obviously, it's a really nice house because these people are very, very rich. But also just, like, the shots that, that they chose in it, it seemed like we kept going back to a per- particular shot in, in a movie where it was almost like I was watching, like, on a TV screen just at different stages. And um, it was just really, really noticeable. It was very very like clean of a movie like I said like it like it it just it really synced together well and uh, yeah I I had a really really fun time with this movie Um, and like I said like I I think the fact that I had no idea what to expect I didn't know if it was a comedy or anything like I it it just completely blew my mind and had such a such a good time with it so I'm glad this one won the, the Patreon poll
2: Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention the guidelines for the Patreon polls, as usual, we haven't seen it before, and it had to be a film that was nominated for Best Picture. didn't have to win Best Picture. This one did win Best Picture of the year it came out, but that was just a little guideline there, so... Taylor Field, what did, you, what did you think about this movie? Because we had a conversation, I can't remember a couple of weeks ago on the newscast about you and Oscar movies. And you're like, oh, I think I'd like some. And then I'd listed off like nominees of the past several years and you hadn't seen them or really had no interest. So this is one that I think might be more of your alley. But still, this is kind of that kind of more, you know, prestige filmmaking, you know, stuff like that. What do you think of uh, Parasite?
5: I love this movie. Ooh. I am appalled I didn't watch it sooner. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I had no idea going in what to expect. Um, I feel like most most movie posters these days too, when you look at a poster, you can kind of gauge what the film is going to kind of include. but the poster for Parasite was always one. I'd see walk in the store, see the DVD cover of it, see posters online and I just could never formulate a, a thought of what this movie is about. So going in blind the other uh, the other day was it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it and. Uh, this is one that I'm gonna watch again. I purposely didn't put it on my letterbox for you, Travis, because I know you don't like Good. it when I spoil that. So uh, in the coming the week next time you put
2: in a letterbox, put a link of this review. You know,
5: yeah, there you go. So I, I just think that this is an incredible movie, and mm-hmm. I, I was telling Del, I'm just I, I'm appalled that I did not see this film sooner, just to kind of give it that like oh. that credit sooner on because yeah, this this is great, and I can't wait to like talk more about it because I pulled up like some of the like little easter eggs too because there's so much interesting like cinematic shots that the director purposely did in this film that i even went over my head but i love how it ties into the into the theme of the film quite well so
2: to yeah, just loving movies with people in stairs in them you know that that's taylor's go-to you know that mm-hmm. big genre there's not many I films out there a but fucking
3: staircase yeah. and this movie has like four or five iconic staircases yes yeah and there's
2: multiple also, for Bong Jun-hao, if you want, uh, we also reviewed Snowpiercer in the mm-hmm. early pandemic era. Because I remember we were doing Everyone Got to Pick a Movie, and uh, we've done that. So. Have Stam any of to... you guys
3: watched that TV show, by the way?
2: I've wanted to. No. I thought of... about when Sean Bean things. joined, but yeah. Hmm. I think it's going to this year. So if you want to catch up, right. now's the time. But yeah. No rest. Ma- Not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> true. Mr. Maslow's, like I said, we talked about the year it came out, but now we're watching. Was mm-hmm. this your first time watching it again since that year? Or had you watched it before in the middle?
3: Yeah. So this movie, I think I saw it twice in mm. theaters. Uh, I think I saw it originally, and then like I was like, Mom, we gotta go see this. I want, I want you to see this movie. Like, we, I think the Oscars were coming up, and mm. I, I, my mom was like, wanting to see it, so I went and see it again with her. And then I've watched it like another two or three, four times. This is probably like fifth or sixth time watching this, which if you're a longtime geek versus listener, like I do not rewatch things very often. It is pretty yeah. rare for me. And in the podcast history, I can't even think of a movie that I've seen in theaters twice. It is a very rare occurrence that I go to do that. Civil War. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Civil War because of the (laughs) outstanding circumstances. Maybe like an Infinity War or something like that. I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Um, But I think that just goes to show how much I love this thing, how unique and different it is. It kind of being like a foreign film too and having a bunch of actors I've never seen before. Uh, and all that kind of thing but I think you know watching it again Taylor to what you're talking about like there's so many great details in this thing so many moments of foreshadow and every time I watch it I pick up on little details or just a little what it feels like a throwaway line but it's actually like foreshadowing something that's to come a lot of great stuff like that in there the Kirkland's point the cinematography is fucking outstanding in this movie so good like literally every shot is like a perfect painting I'm not even exaggerating every shot this thing is so so beautiful Uh, I think it truly has like maybe just the perfect pacing of any movie. Like it just, just the golden standard for what pacing should be in a movie. And the runtime's like not the shortest movie either. So I think that's even more of a note there. But uh, I love too that this movie doesn't really feel like it has a genre to me uh, Mm -hmm. in the best way possible. Because I guess the you would call it a thriller if you had to narrow it down to one. But it's got the horror elements to it. It is very funny when it needs to be, but it never really feels like a thriller. It is just so unique in the way like every everything is shot. Even like there's one sequence that kind of feels like a heist movie, you know? <laughs> like it it is very weird at times in the way it's kind of bending through these genres, but honestly, now that I've watched this thing a bunch more times and watching it again last night, I I'm confidently saying this is like a top 10 all-time for me. I love this movie so so much. Uh, and I can't wait to just praise so many things that it does in here. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I, I can't say anything that's going to be different than these guys. It's a fantastic film. It's one of those that I remember I had seen it later on in the Oscar hype because I always see them. And it was one of these, like, the hype and the buildup was so big. I'm like, I don't think it can match what people have been telling me. And then when I saw it, it did match it and exceed it. And, yeah, I I, have, I think, you know, Dylan, for the first time you can say, you've seen this movie more than me. I think this is my... Th- I think it's my fourth time because I remember I saw it and I saw it again on the and then I think I saw it one more time after the Oscars. But it was pretty much in that like 2019, 2020, like all my showings or whatever were really close together. So it had been a while and I've said this before of like the reason sometimes I watch less foreign films is just because I ha- I, I, I'm usually always busy. I can't focus. I have to read. I, I have to read the words, obviously. Right. And, you know, this one. Netflix actually doesn't, for a fun thing I was looking at, doesn't even offer you a English dub version. I don't even know if they made an English dub version of this movie because I thought it would, but uh, it's good. on Netflix. So, uh, <laughs> hey, some people need the option. But no, That's I, I so fine. I watched it again. And again, luckily I just... I know all the beats, I know everything we're going, I know the plot twists, but you just get sucked in like it's the first time you're seeing it, you know, it just has such a good way of making you fall in love with the world, and like a, no, I'm like, oh, I love these characters, just in a way of, man, I want to see how this unfolds, and I think it's the perfect type of eat the rich type of storyline movie, like story whatever you want to say because you know, I, I hate to mention this in this review But you look at something like you season four, you know And that has a very much like the poor versus the rich scenario and there's that's in so much media But I think like this does a good job of both times you get that moment of yeah Fuck the rich and then you get the moment of like well There's a line and maybe you're going too far and like I feel like they do a good job of making you like but have gray areas with both sets of families. I think Mm -hmm. that's a good job of, they don't go over the, um, over the, I guess, well too much, but then, when they do, there's a certain turning point. And even then the movie, which we'll get into the actual st- like story spoilers, but it sets you up for already good movie and you know what's gonna happen in the middle of the like, oh, I've seen this before. This is gonna go X, Y, and Z. And it's still one of the most shocking movies I've ever seen. It's like I did not see that. And they luckily, in a smart way, nothing to show off at the beginning makes you think that's gonna happen. But when it does, it makes complete sense and it works. Because there's some movies that do that, right? They purposely hide things, and then when the twist happens, it's like, okay, this feels kind of cheap. Because you never set us up for it. But there's little things along the way. And yeah, the acting superb. I could, I should have looked up his name again, but the guy that plays Mr. Kim. I just I love that actor so much. I've seen him in a few other things. And I just oh I every time I watch his performance, I'm just in awe. I love that character. But uh yeah, it's a it's a great put you in the middle morality tale if you want to cheer for this family but then there's just steps along the way where you can't but then you go back to it and just the visuals the journey we go through and i think it's like a perfect all movies have like a three-act structure right but i feel like you really feel like this of like the meeting Mm -hmm. the middle section as far as getting into the con i'll say and then that third act is unforgettable because it's just it's just bonkers. It's to the, it's the stuff that goes down. And I think like they're very distinct and all the motivations make sense. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just like, uh, it's just a perfectly constructed film all along the way. So I, yeah. I feel
4: like another thing I, I noticed watching this movie too, is so many times in, in movies, there'll be a character that's like handled with a situation and they just do the complete opposite that you would think would be like the most logical way to go about it. Or like, like a good horror movie like example it's like just the super dumb decisions that like you know like the the idiot teenager makes or something and they just get themselves killed and i feel like there were so many moments in this movie it's just like oh like like just do this and you'll get and like the, like the situation will be in your in your in your favor or whatnot and then they do that and i'm like oh my god like they actually are smart characters and that happened three or four times in this movie and like it just like it 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 just had me like flabbergasted because i'm like i can't even like comment on like what they could do better because they're doing everything that i think would be the right decision and it's still this situation that's unfolding the way that it is so uh, yeah it 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 had me in a different headspace watching the movie because like it's so easy to just be like oh this character is so stupid Like, like why like why are they doing this right now and then and then it would just they would do exactly what i would be thinking it's like oh, okay, I'm gonna be ending up like this guy if I was <laughs> in this situation. So yeah, it was uh, like very, like I don't even know if realistic is like the best way to go about it, but like realistic decision making, I, I I think is is what was going on there.
2: Realistic in a heightened world of like, yeah. we were dealing with these examples. Yeah, well, we'll take our first ad break, then we'll just start, we've already talked about a few little spoils, but now we'll get into the, the full meat and potatoes of it. So we'll take a first ad break and then we'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just pumped. Yeah. I'm just pumped
4: to talk about it. Sorry. Yeah,
2: I agree with you. <laughs> the only one that, and it's just because the rest of the film is perfect, so I would always like my score will be very high when we get to the end and stuff like that. The only one that always bugs me is when the housekeeper shows back up and she wants in the house. I never understand why they let her in. When they have the family and like she wants to just get some things from the basement, I never understand these characters. Why would they not just say, come back another time because at this point she doesn't threaten them she doesn't say anything they just let her in and that's the only part of this film that never works for me is that and i i look past i hand wave it because i just go oh they didn't think that all this shit was going to go down but still like the living room's a disaster they have multiple family members in here just say no you don't have to let her in you have mm-hmm. no reason to let her in so that's the only one decision i always wish there was like a different way of like that the housekeeper still had, like, a key or still had a way in. Like, I wish mm-hmm. there was some sort of change up there. But other than that, I think that's, like, the only negative you're going to hear from me in this. And that's not even, like, a yeah. negative. It's just one thing where every time I go... Because I always go, how does she get in here? I'm like, oh, right. They just <laughs> let her in. Because my mind conflates when she starts threatening later than, that I like. I'm like, oh, does she threaten them there? And then, No, she doesn't. She, yeah. she just gets in, you know, so...
4: That is fair. In, in that moment, though, I feel like because, like, our characters are just, like, intoxicated. They're drunk. They're, yeah. like, just... They're, they're like not really thinking straight and then it's just like all of a sudden as if like the cops are knocking at the door like you're just panicking oh my god what do we do what do you do and then you just have to like make a decision and it just seemed like that was like a 50 50 like do we do it or do we not and then they did it and then obviously like you can't go back like she's actually interacting oh yeah she's that in point. there i think that's why that one was just a little bit more palatable for me to to not get to like upset on, on their decision making there but it, it is a fair point i feel like yeah if i had a moment to sit on it i i probably wouldn't let her in but she's also just like the behavior on the camera was just really weird like i it, it was just something was off that made it like not a normal interaction uh not just because our characters were intoxicated
2: mm-hmm. yeah i feel like oh, I'm <laughs> not, no, no no i had to change my pants i'm meaning i'm not even <laughs> <the
3: worst. laughs> uh, yeah for me i i I don't know I'll probably just be like defending any negative point that anyone brings up not that I think there's gonna be many of those but to me like there's an element to it where like they did a really fucked up thing to her and they know that to some extent you know obviously but they're just their selfishness overweighs them but I, st- I think the fact that they have a lot they they have sympathy for her in that moment mm. she al- she's also outside in the, like the pouring rain her face is clearly like been beat up or something so I think the sympathy is just like you know going on it's the fact that they are drunk but to me like most of all it's at at this moment in the movie they are at full confidence the fact that they are even partying in this house the first opportunity that they get just goes to show like how overconfident they are making a mess Mm. they're hanging out outside in the backyard and stuff like that when even laying there's movies like he's up on the mountain just looking down and you can see the house pretty clearly so just tons of risky things they're doing but yeah they're just Way too overconfident, uh, and obviously they had no idea that (laughs) the family was going to come back, so I guess it it doesn't uh, hit me that same way as it did you, Travis, but that's
2: a fair (laughs) point still. And that's what I love about that because when you watch, like when I watched the first time, you do the whole okay. I won't get into like the con artist stuff, but anyways, right there in the middle, and you know what the suspension is. You know we've seen this movie before. That every time the family comes home, right? Like, how many movies mm-hmm. do we see? A party, a babysitter, a romantic couple. We got the house loan, and then for some reason, all oh, the family comes back. So I love that. That's what you think is gonna happen. And that doesn't. We get their adventure of downstairs in the sitter. But then later on, once all the shows gone on, wrestling for the phone, finding the guy downstairs. All this messed up stuff, then you get the obvious, Mm. like, oh, and we're coming home. So it's I love that it kind of almost makes you forget about that because it introduces something worse. But then it shows now the family coming back at this point is even worse than before if they were to come back just to have them eating there and stuff. So I love how they kind of like reroute that very obvious story, which even then still would have been good because I like the characters at this point and see how they would have reacted. And when they come home, we get good stuff. But I love how they kind of take a detour of that plot and then bring it back later Mm. at like a much worse situation with mm-hmm. just eight minutes to go you know yeah Ma- make Rondan.
3: it's so much more chaotic there yeah because she's like immediately okay i gotta cook this meal <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're like we gotta fucking get rid of these two bodies pretty much and then the house is destroyed on top of all of that so yeah you're right oh, it yeah. kind of they they extended that and then it makes like this bigger payoff where it's even more chaotic because of it
4: and like back when like the housekeeper first arrives there i feel like what like y- your mind would never go that far in the extreme of like she has her husband in the basement in that moment. It's like, like they probably, like again, they it are Just now.
2: now, when people <laughs> knock on my door, I'm like, "What's, what's down?" That That's the my first thing I think of. I've seen that in too many movies lately. Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: but yeah, no, it's just like, like, what could she be getting, like? It, that would never cross your mind that it is something so extreme in, in that regard. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, that this is very much where that twist in the movie happened, where, like, y- like, it's been entertaining for, like, these con artists. It's been funny, for sure, at moments. Uh, but, like, once she just goes down, especially, like, the corridor that they had going into the basement, like, it's just a pitch-black <laughs> nothingness. And she just goes down there. And it's like, okay, this might be a horror movie. Like, I actually might be seeing, like, a demon or something pop off there. Like, I, again, like, this was just... Like my lack of knowledge going into the movie, it made those moments so much more stressful than what it will be now on a on a second review or a you know rewatch or whatnot.
2: I love when they go to the basement. The housekeeper is just full body pushing that thing. Like <laughs> I thought she was legs. shitting. That's what I thought she was trying to do. Do you shut
5: like that? I no. I just thought she was mad. <laughs> and so totally I thought she ass. was like yeah, horse
2: on with the ass. Up. I thought that's
5: what she was doing. Yeah, I thought she was pissed off that they got
2: her kicked out of here. So. What, what a way! Well, you know Taylor's showing your plum juice, but I love I love that of the like they come down just a shot. Even then, it feels uneasy of like why is she using her entire body to try and push this thing forward? And then she gets her face fucking rocked, unfortunately for her. But
3: yeah, the way the music culminates in that scene too, mm. like kind of skipping past what ha- like happens in the basement there, but just the the music cues and the intensity as it's building up as they're cleaning the house and all this, and then that scene kind of ends or comes down when she kicks her back down the stairs she rolls down she smashes her head on the concrete that thud makes you cringe and then the the music just cuts at that point and then we go into the next part like that that is a masterful cut too and like it just immediately kills that tension you're living in this cringe moment and then you're like the family comes in and kind of uh, just once again as i'm talking about like perfect pacing though that transition is fantastic
2: even just like I love the you talk about the score, but just the sound design of down there, how everyone's moving, but like like you talked about her head hitting later on when we get that rock thrown at them um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the kid's name, but like yeah. there's just some brutal sound effects in this that just the sound even if you weren't to see the action on screen would make you cringe. But yeah, that cause the score starts up right when she starts to go into downstairs and it's Oh man, it it doesn't let up for a little bit, but and the the movie the whole time is scored well. Like even the quiet moments are good. Even the more mm-hmm. kind of like fun moments, like because when they're doing the con artists at the beginning, it's not. I feel like up until the the peaches come up, it's a very like. They are getting people fired, so that and that's where I love about even these characters when we meet them at the beginning of the film, where you meet them and they're building these boxes and they do they're doing all these jobs, right? So you're kind of cheering for them as like the little people, yeah, like they're doing everything they can do to make ends meet. But then at the same time, it's like, sure they're doing harmless things, but at the same time they're costing other people their jobs, they're lying to these people. It doesn't matter how rich and arrogant these people are, you're still kind of like on the borderline of breaking crimes and stuff like that, or breaking <laughs> breaking laws, not breaking crimes. But that's what I love, like, there's always an uneasy, like, you want to fully cheer for this family, but you can't. The same when you were talking about how high they were doing. like, in that moment when they're eating, like, he's just so rude about the family, and he just talks about how just, like, like petty they, and like, it's not that they're wrong about the family being rich and they are a little arrogant and we see that later on in the scene but it's just the way he talks about them with just such kind of like spite and hate in his voice you kind of go like okay again i understand at the same time they're employing you and they might be not the greatest people but they're not i don't know if they deserve this whole thing that's going on especially they have two kids like each kind of new development you kind of to me feel and that's not even with the basement guy just with the family mm-hmm. people you just feel you don't know which route to go i never know do i am i cheering for this family mm-hmm. do i want to be with them or do i want them to get caught because they're doing especially with the peaches like that's that's some really messed up stuff and even then again how he does such a good job directing this of the big scramble at the phone he makes peaches seem like the worst thing in the world when she just runs up and she throws all those peaches on the former housekeeper and just like her face. It's just, it's brutal. And you feel like you're watching a Saw film, but you're not. It's just about peaches. So constantly, <laughs> these these characters, I understand their motivations, but it's hard for me to cheer for them. And that's what I love about the film because it's very much up to you and I'm the beholder and stuff like that.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest successes is that just that they run the gamut from not necessarily hating them. I don't think I hate any of the characters in this movie at any point, but you definitely dislike them or you see that they have flawed ways. They're, like, they're trying to do something in just the absolute worst way possible, but then you sympathize with them so much at uh, different points. And I think that's, that as you, to your point, like that's true for every character. I think maybe the, the rich mom is maybe like the one person who's like not a piece of shit and like it feels like uh, this is like unfair to her in many ways and obviously mm. it's pretty traumatic what happens to her especially at the end of this movie uh she's maybe she's maybe the one that i truly feel bad for at the end of the day i mean still like you the 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 dad the rich dad he's an asshole
2: he still did not deserve to get fucking ass. no in the chest. he's not so <laughs> yeah you know? yeah i'll say that's what i'm hating the family when they kill that guy and then they just run away and stuff but even then they address that right like with the mom they're like. Oh well, she's only nice because she's rich. She's like, I would be that nice if I was rich, right? Mm -hmm. So they kind of discredit her of saying, well, she probably wouldn't actually be that nice. Like, and she could be, right? But that's their light. They have this family and that the rich family, as far as well, they're only these type of people because they have money and they couldn't possibly be good. And the only thing she kind of does is that you know, at one point when Mister Kim is driving, she like, there's like a smell, but she like, she just rolls down the window. She doesn't like, she's not purposely trying to rub it in his face. She just. Smells hmm. the stench. What would you in do head. in that situation? Would you unroll the window? I feel like I would. <laughs> yeah, to just I, I would. Smell in this guy? <laughs> yeah, I probably <laughs> not would. not a rude right? thing to do, I don't think. Yeah, you know?
5: So. I mean, imagine I, how he smelled up to that night. That yeah, without a brutal. proper shower,
3: probably not great. But yeah. I also uh, I think one it's it's kind of a more minor thing that it's just like she's not that bad of a person. Is I I, I kind of get rubbed the wrong way when she's like, okay, your name's gonna be Kevin. Like after the tutoring session, she just like renames him, gives him gives him like a proper English name. Doesn't really care what his actual name is. Like just and and it's not. From a place of disrespect in the way that she does it, but obviously that is a very disrespectful thing, but she doesn't even think twice about it. Like, she's just like, okay, your name's going to be Kevin now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's maybe a slight dig at her, but yeah, does not deserve her son to have a, you know, whatever he's having at the end there and her husband to get stabbed in the chest. Yeah,
4: Yeah. no, for sure. I I, I feel like, yeah, like for the vast majority of the movie, that character like the mom she is the most innocent one in my eyes but it's just like later on the movie it's not like she is shown to be like a bad person but it's just like a very distorted view on kind of like like how the world works it seems just because she is so rich and like Mm -hmm. even like when she's going on like shopping like with mr kim like she doesn't like it doesn't seem like she's even like interacting with the cash register person like you know like having that like human interaction like she's just on her phone like talking about her party like as if this person is not a person it's just like the person yeah <laughs> i'm saying person too many times but just like the the individual that's running like my groceries through it and then i just like tap my card and i don't even have to interact with it and like i feel like that is maybe just showing like the side of her where uh, yeah. Like if she, I mean, they they said it in the movie where she didn't have her money. Like maybe she wouldn't be such a nice person or or whatnot. But uh, she's definitely not to the uh the, the more extreme side of of being a bad person. Because like, it's it's like a spectrum we see in this movie. I feel like the kids, you know, they're kids. Like they're they're innocent uh, and t- for <laughs> for what what they've been given in this yeah, movie. Yeah, they're for just sure. around. Yeah, exactly. but even
2: then, like even even with the dad being an asshole, I don't know if he deserves like these is his home to be broken into and all his food to be Absolutely eaten and not. these people to yeah. be liked. and like they just systematically get all these people cuz i mean to that
3: point he's not a bad guy he hasn't done anything and he like he doesn't even really do anything too
2: too bad like no and yeah. and technically the only bad thing he does is like behind closed doors when he's talking, and like it's right. not It's it's interesting with the story how it goes cuz that's the big thing that really ends up his demise right is he talk about how Mr. Kim smells and stuff like that and that to mm. me is just like that whole sequence when they get home and just everything from they're under the table. You just have these two going at it like animals, just getting on, rubbing all over. But even before that, he just talk. He just goes on this long diatribe about how Mr. Kim stinks, mm-hmm. and it's just like you can see how embarrassed he is. His kids are with. Like it's like the most demoralizing that character has been probably in his whole life. So even later on, when he smells, I can't remember the guy's name in the basement, but when he smells them, he just gets like that PTSD of mr Park like talking about how he stinks so he has to kill him but again that was behind closed doors he would never was bringing up to him like mm-hmm. you stink you smell like shit and everything like that and it's not that he's wrong because like M- mr kim like he was <laughs> he was in that night where like the whole sewage thing happened like in like to a point like they don't shower like they're like that's the thing where and it's not that's their fault they can't so and even when they're doing the whole indian act he's even telling like you're getting paid like double like this just consider this a job like he's not even taking advantage of them but that's what i like about there is signs of the family maybe being okay a little assholes but i like that it never goes too far over like they're not uh caricature of what a rich person is which i feel like in so many stories nowadays, when we get the hate the rich people storyline, they're always just the single worst people that have no redeeming mm-hmm. qualities and you hate them and they should die. They should get their stuff stolen, stuff like that. It's like, and then they, this is a family that maybe once in a while they might be kind of assholes, but like, their lives shouldn't be tur- torpedoed yeah. because this – that's why I love the, tell- the movie *Parasite*. They're literally just working their way in, way in as like a poison to this family, one by one, like a cancer taking over. And they're being lied to. It's like if you were to if this, if you were to hear the story in real life, you would think the fucking the, our main characters were fucked. You would think like these people deserve everything they get, prison time and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. To lie and mm-hmm. it, that would be so weird. Imagine if you had all these employees and they were family and they were lying to you that they weren't family. That'd be fucking weird. That's creepy. You, yeah, that's creepy, <laughs> that's right? They, like, in the yeah, course of what feels like a like a week just like your <laughs> yeah. whole yeah
3: <laughs> it oh. happens very quickly but no i mean to your point i was like there and there is a room for that kind of commentary too i love white lotus i love triangle sadness i think they're mm-hmm. kind of a b- bit more on the nose with what they're doing with some of the like some of that commentary but i like that this movie in some ways it it's not subtle because there's so many layers to it but each of those layers is subtle and that's why i think what adds so much too much my- that's why it adds so much to the overall package but To your point, too, like it would have been so easy to make the dad like cheating on the wife or just like even an absent father. But like, no, he comes home every day from work at like what seems like a reasonable time. He works hard for his family. He buys his walk talkies. They're going on this camping trip. It's not his fault Mm -hmm. that it got canceled. So like it would have been so easy to ham up a couple of those elements and just make Mm -hmm. him so hateable. Like, no, he, he never really goes there. And as you're talking about, like the worst things he does are things that. Yeah, he's not not a nice thing to say, but it's still, it's not like he's saying it to anyone's face. It would have been this thing in confidence. So, yeah, I just, I commend the movie for, like, holding back in mm-hmm. that way. And, uh, yeah, like, who's the bad guy here? I don't know.
2: <laughs> Society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was fully... Definitely expect- the family, though, I'm saying. Yeah, I was fully oh, yeah.
4: expecting to see, like, the father, like, go through that, where, like, he's cheating on the wife or, like, maybe abusive or something. Because I just seen that before. And, like, again, like, because I had no idea what to expect, like, the movie just kept... Uh, tricky me in that sense of like they they have the breadcrumbs and like the trail of like where we're going but then yeah like the like you said Dylan like the father is coming home every every night like he seems to have a decent rapport like with his kids um like the like the love conversation with with Mr. Kim I feel like that's something that like it's not it's not even a bad thing like where he's just describing like yeah we'll we'll call that love like the situation that they have but like it's not like he it's again it's not like he's unfaithful or anything to her so i don't know like it it is really tough to just put this character into a box that i thought i was going to be it's like okay i know exactly what this character is going to be because i've seen him before but no they they fooled me
2: even to the point where at the end, when he's hiding in the basement, he sees that picture of Mr. Park and he's like crying and he's like apologizing the picture. Like, I'm so sorry I did that because it was just clearly in a moment of rage where he felt like he was being made fun of again. So then he stabbed him. But it felt like after he he probably goes back and forth a bunch. But in that moment, at least the movie movie shows us that he regretted doing it. You know, they mm-hmm, regretted mm-hmm. killing because he didn't kill the guy. So that's where it's just like, again, it's good for our character as well to show. OK, even that moment, if he thought he was a worst piece of shit after he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have killed him. <laughs> like, I probably shouldn't have taken his life, but I'll see a little mm-hmm. too late now. So
3: I got to ask Taylor. So after going into the cellar, after you think the maid's like shitting herself, like horizontally, <laughs> what did, what did you actually think was going, going to happen with that cellar? Cause Kirkland's talking about like, maybe it was like demons or something, but I'm so curious what you're like, what were you thinking? What the hell is going to be down there? the The tone of the film really shifted at that
5: point when she was kind of smiling, like she's all beaten up. She's like, "Oh, you could come to the basement with me if you want." She was acting very, very weird. So, I thought there was going to be something supernatural here. Hence the term "parasite," maybe like a mm. possession or something. I don't mm. know, or a, a zombie. I was thinking maybe there was something zombie-related because. Interesting. Uh, some of these actors have been in other zombie films from this movie. So, um, <laughs> be be sign. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. yeah, I think that seeing the stairs, I immediately went to, um, uh, Barbarian. Uh, Barbarian. Thank you. Barbarian. Yeah. yeah. Immediately went to Barbarian. I thought, Oh my gosh, what's going to be down here? But no, it was just, Justin Long with the tape measure. Justin Long with the tape measure. Yeah, just totally, just uh, just the guy, the husband, uh, down here who's a little kooky, quirky. Um, Mm -hmm. now when you met
2: him, did you think he was there by choice or against his will? Because I remember the first time I saw this movie, I thought they were trying to make the rich family even more evil, and I thought, oh, he's like locked down here or something like that mm. but no he's there on his own Yeah, I,
5: I initially thought he was locked down there to kind of keep this lady in line or mm. something like that yeah, but then I thought like no that, well yeah. it doesn't make sense because she's like she, it just it didn't stack up after the fact but um yeah seeing seeing him down there like like rightfully like his own will to choose to stay down there because of like loan sharks and everything. I thought it was an interesting dynamic and how all these homes have bunkers the rich don't really use or know about and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But the coming full circle where like when the boy was revealed that the boy had a traumatic experience when he was young to me with the rich father, I thought, okay, maybe the rich father hit him or did something traumatic like that when he was young, that's going to be that kind of connection there. But no, we get this creepy fucking scene of a Holy guy fuck. I'm popping his head up over the stairs in the me. dark. Uh, if I was that little boy, I'd fucking be. I'd my eyes would roll back in the, my head too. Like it was terrifying. And how that goes full circle at the end when he's having his trauma cake or whatever someone calls
3: it, and this guy comes out with the knife and the blood. Like that's uh, just incredible writing. That's one of those things on. Every rewatch, because there's like specifically a scene, <laughs> I think it's the rich mom and like uh, the daughter and they're like having a conversation and that that staircase is like in the background. It's like the full shot. And every time I rewatch this movie, I'm like, okay, is there going to be a moment when like that guy pops up for half a second? So whenever, mm. just any shot that has that in the background now, even though I know it's that doesn't actually happen in the movie, I'm still just like my eyes are glued to that. I'm like something's coming. He's going to pop his little head out of there just for a moment to see if anyone's watching.
6: It makes oh, you so unsettling. It makes unsettling. you, alarmed.
5: you, yes, make it you alarmed. Yeah, definitely alarmed. alarmed. But, like, yeah. I mean, what if what if all of our homes have something we don't know about? And at night when we go to sleep, someone, like, crawls out and, like, goes to the fridge. You and do? i your Rickey's. place every night. No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, Taking no, a horizontally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who keeps shit like this? What is this trajectory? Oh, yeah, and I mean, think that, that's the – obviously, you have to have a North Korean missile bunker and stuff like that. So hopefully, check your homes for those. But, uh, yeah, I th- but I think that's the idea of just to – when you got so many movies, all, you know, we're talking about monsters and possessions, stuff like that, anything about all the scary stuff. But – you know, for us, the most scary stuff is just people, right? And if you imagine that, yeah, if you were to learn, like, yeah, someone for the past year has been living downstairs, even if they're just living down there and you didn't know, it's like, well, have they been listening to me? Like, why? Like, why is it like, why is there a person just living in my home? And obviously our rich family never gets to they don't figure that out because they just uh, the news reports that he is a homeless man that just walked into the party. And they're like, the motives are very unclear of what happened. So, yeah, they don't get that full story. The loan also- sharks are like, that's not a homeless man. That's our. That's our, that's <laughs>
6: yeah. our
2: target. And clearly, again, at the end, uh, Mr. Kim, who I can't remember his real name, but I'll see him ID and I know there's a lot of names on there that I'm not going to try and butcher. So uh, he goes back in there, so when they resell that house, you would know that's down there again. So I would not uh, – yeah, it's not a good thought. It's not a, yeah. know, a pleasant thought of someone hanging around, and that kid's going to be scarred forever now too. You know.
4: The concept is so disturbing. Like I remember even just – like that is a thing that has happened like in real life where people have just like a squatter or something like hit into their yeah. attic or something and like that concept is just Ugh. so eerie to me like like when i like when i buy my house i'm fucking checking everything <laughs> i'm making sure there's no one living in there cuz yeah like like your home is your safe place like that is your home that's where you think like Like I don't know, everything is fine in it. Like you, like you just feel the most comfortable. But that concept to me is just is so freaky. Like even if they aren't like aggressive or like violent, it just just like you said, Travis, just them being there when they shouldn't. Like that is so fucked up to me that one that like that scares me more than like yeah like supernatural stuff I think
2: well and that's why I like the comparison where I know they're hiding but it's very similar to like when that scene of the couple making love just imagine that like if they were you were to tell that or even yourself if you were to make love with your significant other and be like yeah that whole time there was someone under the bed you know you <laughs> yeah. just yeah and that's where again these are our main characters but like they're doing the same thing the guy downstairs is doing mm-hmm. it's in a different context but they're still around these people in their most like insecure private Private moments and stuff like that. If you were telling, you'd be like, you, "You, you, like you, you, you wouldn't be able to live again." Luckily, these people—I well, was gonna say—luckily, they don't know about it. But I guess their husband and father's dead, so they have a whole other bunch of trauma they got to work through and stuff like that. So, no more birthday parties ever again, either. No, mm-hmm. definitely
4: not cake. Fuck. <laughs> Learn your lesson,
3: ladies. Which yeah. is, I actually really like because we have we have the scene uh, when they're they're sleeping in the gym uh and and the dad he's talking about how like or they're asking him like what's the, what's the plan you keep talking about this plan what is this plan and then he goes on but like don't make plans because plans never go your way yeah he's having this whole conversation and then we like cut from that to like the next morning and immediately the the rich family is like making this perfect plan and just for them they make a plan like the morning of of this huge party and the the you know the party goes perfectly everything's like coming together obviously it ends up not going their way and maybe that's the lesson never make plans even a party because you never know what's <laughs> going to happen but I, I i i really like that juxtaposition of he's like man just never make plans because things are never going to go your way and then immediately like for the rich family though they can make plans because it like the, this party's going to come together they got these beautiful tables all set up everyone showed up just you know the weather was perfect everything came together for them when it needed to
2: yeah never make plans you yeah make and plans. Uh, what i was gonna say is what i like uh, at the beginning to meet this family again to the title being parasite but i think they do a really good job of showcasing just like what shysters they are and what like to call an like and they're not even trying to do it but just the way of like i love when they're going over how they're going to get the housekeeper fired and they have this script and they're rehearsing is mm-hmm. time to pull back a little bit but even with the boxes at the very beginning they're mass folding these boxes and the worker says like, hey, like one out of four of these, you screwed up. We can't even use these. We're going to dock your pay. But then in that same scene, the son is like trying to sweet talk her and him getting a job and kind of like convincing her and stuff like that. And they're all very confident and they all do a good job of uh, kind of crossing their T's and dotting their I's and stuff. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I liked that the beginning the film was supposed to – it feels like when you watch a bank heist movie and you're like, cheering for the heroes like oh look at them like getting their way in the bank and they're gonna do i like the way that's framed and again where it doesn't feel like a horror movie or overly dramatic movie because it's just these people kind of in some comedic ways because even the housekeeper were getting kicked off like it's kind of funny like the way they do it as far as like when she coughs and he goes in there with the sauce and he holds up the the, the, the <laughs> reaction yeah. yeah like there's some there's comedic beats in all of them like replacing like the underwear and when mr park finds it he's just like almost so like offended that there's someone that was probably having sex in this car like i I, that's what i like the very tongue-in-cheek nature of how they get in there even though they're doing very terrible things to get in there
4: the the car scene too i love like the the dialogue that he has with his wife (laughs) it's like you know it's it's one thing to like do it like in the front seat or whatever but to cross the line like come on like don't cross (laughs) that line there so it's just like he would have been fine if the guy just got it on in the front seat like whatever it's not a big deal but where he sits like come on man it's crossing the line
2: and and that's a reoccurring thing with the Mm -hmm. father because like he talks about that how there's certain like the housekeeper the original one's like good and she doesn't cross the, you know, she doesn't, she knows to be good. She knows not to go too far. And hears when he was talking about Mr. Kim, he's like, just when I think he's about to cross the line, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I like him. It's like, there's multiple versions of this guy can put up with so much. But if you take one step past that, you'd be like dead to him. And obviously the backseat, the sex, everything like that. But that's where I like that. I don't know what his origins are, but it kind of feels like to me like he was a not poor, but he's not like a person from money like he did work his way up. Mm -hmm. So he feels like there's certain rules that he knows like, hey, when you're this stature, you should at least like you can behave this way. But if you behave a little past it, that's too much. I like that comes up a few times of lines that the father has that he he doesn't want crossed.
3: Yeah, he distinctly says it three different times. And then Mm -hmm. I I like that the the movie like does that visually. There's a few moments of this where... There's one early on when the rich mom, and I, I can't remember all the names either. So that's why I, yeah. And they don't even actually say the names that much in no. the actual and, thing. And you got
2: fake names going on too. So it's. Yeah, it's exactly. A lot, yeah. It
3: gets a bit confusing. But it's. Uh, I think it's the very like op- opening sequence when the kid is going there to interview, to be like the English uh, tutor. She's like mm-hmm. sleeping outside. Her head's like over on the table. Uh, and then the maid is like, uh, she's standing there trying to like wake her up. The way that thing is shot, it's kind of like she's on one half of the screen the maid's on the other and it's like he's looking out the window watching this and there's like a bit there's just a line in the middle of the screen that is like where the window meets and it's just like a just yeah a line across the the very center of the screen and then when she's like does the eventually she like claps really loudly to wake her up and like just distinctly her hands go right over that line and then she pulls right back so like visually they're doing that too with this like idea of crossing the line another moment that's kind of similar to that is uh when he's tutoring the girl and they're you know eventually they're getting closer and closer i love that the whole shot is like starts a bit zoomed out and the whole time it's slowly zooming in as they're getting closer to each other they're kind of building that bond a bit and then when they go for that kiss once again there's like a cabinet kind of thing in the background that's splitting the shot in half Mm. there's just like a line splitting yeah the two sides and then when they have that kiss like he's directly just crossing over this physical line in the background I I that's some of the cinematography details in this thing that are so outstanding and so much fun to watch. Like when you rewatch this movie again, there's just so many little details like that that just once again just layering and layering of the the symbolism and stuff like that. Just amazing stuff.
2: And plus it's good for not only just like what you're talking about the line of sh- with the father, but it also just shows kind of it's more distancing the two families of the the rich family and the poor family. Yeah. Like there's always something separating those Good two yeah. you know there's always something that shows a differentiate of you you're on one side and i'm on another side and even then he asked that question near the end when he's at the birthday party the son, he's like do you think i fit in here and we never get that answer what she said because they cut to something else but it's that idea that they he they want to have that life but even the son of that moment is questioning like do like am i gonna stand out like could i you know could i appear as like a Mm well-off you know because they talk about the beginning when like oh we're dating which i love they never really think through of like If that relationship were to go forward like, oh, she could be our daughter in law. It's like, yeah, well, what the fuck are you gonna say to them? Them. Obviously they're a little drunk, so it's fine, but like I love they just have this idea, it'll be your house and you could work here. It's just like He's like, We'll get actors to be my real parents. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like that's that's something. But in that moment when he's drunk and they're eating all comedy's Yeah, well, after college I'm gonna ask her out and we'll be this item, stuff like that. But in the moment later on when he sees all these rich people together, he asks, Do you think I'd fit in here? And I think that's some self doubt of it doesn't even matter how much you work or how much you pull off until you actually have like that money until you whatever whatever scheme you want to pull you're not going to be one of them until you're actually one of them and stuff like that and even his fantasy then right it's like having the nice suit all the money it's not this family again it's always and that's the downfall of this family it's always they not even that they have to get out of their place that's going wrong not only that they have to have better jobs just like they have to be like the the one percent right or like whatever mm-hmm. it'd be called so
6: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Where do we want
3: to go? Uh, where do we want to
2: go? Next? Take us somewhere, Taylor.
5: <laughs> oh, gosh. Where can I take us? Um, I keep just thinking about the way that, like, the boy has such an impact in this. Like, even his painting just being, like, not a self-portrait uh, like the guy joking, like, oh, is it like a, what do you say? Like, is it a monkey? But it's like, no, no, self portrait. But no, it's just the guy in the basement. And then just kind of progressing further, where he's walking through and he's like, oh, I can, you know, you smell like, um, the housekeeper or whatnot like and she smells like uh my tutor so i, I just like that They're to, telling uh, their
2: kid not to smell them. stop it stop it yeah, he's just going it, around sniffing these people
5: it just turns around to now where like the, the family's like okay we need to change our tactics we need to do different loads of laundry mm-hmm. to adapt to the situation four separate so, loads a day <laughs> yeah Like, so I, I i just like that they were really really trying to sell it and again i i when i was seeing how the friend was just trying to get uh, Kevin involved here. I had to go back and look because I thought, okay, is this friend in on it? Is this friend like mm. just, is this just a massive scam that people pull? Like, no, that's not the case. Cause, like, the friend was really just kind of looking out for him. But um, he, him getting Kevin in there and Kevin just kind of like winging it and getting one after the next, I thought, like, how are they going to keep doing this? And like you said, don't like, and Travis, like with the Peaches too and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's nuts how they were able to escalate that. Um,
4: that, that was a really fun, like, portion of, the, I mean, the whole movie was fun, but that was that, like, that particular moment of them just, go, like, getting this snowball effect with, like, the con where, like, it's really just happenstance how they got into this situation, right? Like, his his buddy, like, comes out and, like, really generous offer. Like, clearly the family is really struggling, and it's just like, hey, like, this is, like, a really sweet deal. Uh, you know, they pay really well. It's a nice family, and, like, like this could be a situation where you can make money, um. And, like, obviously lays it out, too, where it's like, yeah, no, like, I really like this girl. I, I don't want, like, other people to steal her away from me or whatnot. I really trust you. I'm going to go study abroad. I know you wouldn't, like, screw me over. <laughs> Paraphrasing, but the still.
3: Ultimate the <laughs> ultimate screw over.
4: The ultimate screw over, yeah. And, like, the, Like at this portion of the movie, I mean, like, pretty early on in the movie, I definitely realized that, like, our, our main cast of, and crew are very, like, like they're they're bad guys so they are just conning people especially just like yeah the 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 son coming in and just completely stealing away that girl from his buddy and like no intention to like hold back like it's not like he was like oh no i shouldn't be doing this like he was totally willing um and then like getting the sister involved and then getting the father involved and then getting the mother involved and then like them just having like their perspective and again like i i can understand their perspective because they are like super uh like low-income family, they like really are struggling. So to see these people just living the way that they live without even like having a uh, like a knowledge of like that there are people like them. Maybe maybe they know, but they don't really think about it or like what they go through. Um, I love like the. Like the side-by-side comparisons later on when you have like all of them huddled in the gym and then flashing over to like the like the rich mom just like going like oh what should i wear and goes into her like giant closet of all her clothes again like kind of bounce around here but just particular in the in the early portions when we're really just seeing them pull off these cons and it is like taken kind of comedically uh especially just i don't know it's probably mostly just like the way that the actors kind of like deliver these lines it, it, it just it just seemed funny Um, but, like, really early on, I realized that, like, okay, these, these people are not, like, they're not good people, so it's kind of funny just seeing how this, this, this goes in their favor, uh, and, like, at that, like, early on, I, I didn't think it was gonna end really well for them, I was just kind of waiting for that moment when, when shit hits the fan, and it's not like I'm, it's not like it's like oh I'm really sad that that's gonna happen because okay these people are breaking the law here like they're completely lying to these individuals and I mean the peaches is a great example because like I mean if her throat like clogged up and killed her like that is like that is murder uh, you know so mm. that is uh, that's just sketchy stuff but I really just enjoyed the whole the whole buildup of the the long con.
2: Well, and I think my favorite when you're talking about the back and forth between the family see them is the scene of, okay, so they get out unscathed, all that shit happens in the basement, uh, you know, the sex, the table, the kids, but they sneak. I-, I love, too, when they're all, they get their chance to sneak away, and then I- I'll just keep calling Mr. Kim when he's sneaking away, that's when the father gets the radio, and he looks up and he's just, like, this log, like, on the just ground. Like you just see, Yeah, it. yeah you just see his feet in the light, but luckily they, like, look past, but it's just so funny, like, every time he gets me, because I'm like, how are they going to get out of this? But luckily. they just go back to sleep but when they get out of there and they run back and one it's just like they just got out of two terrible situations the basement stuff almost being blackmailed the family finding almost finding them excuse me and then when they get back at first it's just like oh it's raining lots and i kind of i i not that you could forget this scene but i kind of forgot that oh it happens directly like right after this like they go from like crisis after crisis to crisis because not only do they escape it's like oh thank god we got out they get home and their place is just a mess and that is the dichotomy i love where they just had this night where they're eating they're drinking they're hanging out they're having bath they're bath they're bathing in these people's tub and stuff like they're just taking advantage of this house and then when they go back to their house it's destroyed it's sunken the fucking toilet it's just exploding everywhere and like what a shot when she, that shot of they pan out and it's the daughter and she's just sitting on the toilet she yeah. has her phone and a cigarette and then it's just like spewing stuff out and that's where it's this great dichotomy of you have that and they were just an hour or so ago maybe being like luxurious kings and queens at this house you know and that to me i think motivates it even more as far as also why he kills the dad at the end because it's just more just not just the smell stuff but that too of like the very much of like i want what you have and not that what they have is just lesser it's like the worst circumstances like i couldn't even I could i even be a man it also happens around the world but i couldn't even imagine like you coming home and up to your chest mm-hmm. is just like shit water you know so it's just like every night it's getting worse and worse for them so obviously the boiling point did happen but that whole sequence is just uh, masterfully done but in a horrific way because
3: oh God. imagine how much uh, it probably would have still been bad no matter what but if someone was home if one of them wasn't up there just fucking gorging and stealing all this mm-hmm. shit and someone was there to close the window uh, just how different their, maybe their house would have
2: been. Uh, and that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. It's like maybe if they shouldn't have been fucking being criminals, <laughs> their house Yeah, even would one, be...
3: one person needed yeah. to uh, be home for that to be <laughs> slightly better at least. But yeah, for me, it's like the, every shot you get in that sequence and it's so intentional how long it is, right? How many different shots you ha- have of them just going downwards, right? It's just like very kind of almost on the nose symbolism of, the class disparity there in terms of higher versus lower class, but like they're just going down, 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 down. emotionally, but also just physically, down so many sets of staircases. Mm-hmm. They're in their bare feet, yeah, soaking wet, uh... just heavy rain. It's it's so it's so powerful, and I think it needed to be just as extra as it is. Like how often, how how much of that is just them going down?
2: Yeah. Ah, we should take an ad break. Let's take an ad break. We'll be right back. And we're back, Kirkland. I heard the lips moving.
4: Hear my lips eh? was
2: that mean?" Was it you or was it Taylor? I thought no, it, was it was not it me. Was I didn't. I, I thought it was Kirkland. Well, someone move those lips where we want to go. Rubber what lips. Do wanna bring up, and up my rubber lips. <laughs>
5: I'll, I'll move mine. You're lying. You don't want to. You're Guide lying. me. Uh, I was just gonna piggyback in on that on the whole shit stuff, like when he uh, Mr. Kim picks up the picture frame and you just see like that discolored water in the picture frame of like his wife's metal like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everything about that, I was just not expecting it. It was one to a hundred like you said travis her sit on the toilet and like or even before she gets the toilet and it's just lid just flapping up and the water's just sewage water's just come out
3: oh my it was
4: goodness very brown gracious. water
5: and
2: this mm-hmm. made me not even like with just this situation this made me like i will never live anywhere that has floods like well after i saw this movie <laughs> like i could not ha- i could not handle like even if it was just storm like not even tell about the worst stuff just like storms where like uh, like the sea rise stuff like that like I could never come home and just like like, and I know it even happens regular homes. Just stuff might flood, but she's like I couldn't imagine she's like everything just, and that obviously was a huge degree. It's up to their chest and stuff, but off. Yeah, I'll handle the cold <laughs> to to avoid that <laughs> yeah. stuff for sure. The water uh, freezes before it gets in here. Sorry.
4: Yeah, like just again, to give my two cents on that moment too. Like I I feel like up until that moment, uh, like Mr. Kim and family, like they've really. Even though they like have a like a, I'm not gonna use the word shitty. They have an unfortunate circumstance of just their (laughs) living situation. Um, Like they still just seem cheerful and optimistic, and it's probably just because they always have these plans and like cons kind of like going out. Uh, but, like, when they get back to their house and it is flooded in that instance, like, you can just see, like, the pain in their face that, like, they just lost everything that they have. Like, they don't have a safety deposit bo- box, I would imagine, with, like, their, you know, like, the wife's medal and all that stuff. Like, everything that is paper and photos, like, I don't know if they had a lot of that stuff, but that's just gone. Like, there's no way of getting that back. And I think just, like, the actor that played uh, the father in that moment just really really convinced me that like like the pain that he was going through in that moment and to your point travis like just an hour before that like they were all on cloud nine and like man we are living in a rich person's house right now like like just like having an absolute ball so it is i i feel like i also just didn't even think about how quick that time uh like frame was in the moment of watching the movie but in hindsight it's like yeah that like that's such a crazy 180 to go through of like super like you are at the peak happiness in that moment and then it's just downhill from that point and like Dylan was saying like literally downhill like they're they're running back to their house and um Yeah. And then even like later on uh, when you get like the rich father just comment or I think it was the rich mother talking about how nice it was that they got all the rain because like, you know, it Mm -hmm. cleared out all the the (laughs) skies and everything like that. And just being so ignorant to the fact that like just people lost so many things, probably lives, honestly, in that flood. Like it was it was a serious flood. So, um, yeah, very powerful moment that I I wasn't expecting we were going to be getting in that point.
2: They find the um, rock though, you know, they got that, which is a theme throughout the movie, that rock. The wealth rock thing. Yeah, the wealth yeah. rock, yeah.
4: The
5: uh before we got the mom and the dad kinda joining the, the scam, I honestly thought that car driver was part of like a like a safety check kind of a thing when he's like, Oh no, I'll drive you home. Like, I don't have to drive you to the station. He kept pushing like I'll drive you home and I thought okay this is how the family is going to try and screen her and maybe this is the turning point where she's going to pull a fast one but no he's just he got he got played yeah
3: he got played super hard yeah uh, let's see I uh, w- what do you guys think about we're kind of skipping a little bit to the end here but the element with like the the Morris code being this thing where uh, the the crazy guy is doing this he's thinking maybe he can communicate with Dong, uh, the kid, and then obviously uh, the son kind of learns that and goes back to the house and and finds this. Because uh, c- I, I feel like I in, I've talked to someone about this movie and they were like, oh, I don't really like that element of the movie. I love everything. But yeah, wh- how do you guys feel about this more? Because it, it, it does feel like maybe a bit of a stretch. Uh, it's, but. <laughs> they're stretching uh, to tell that long the whole of a movie story. is kind of over the top right so yeah you know so i guess it doesn't feel out of place for me but yeah what do you, what do you guys think about that
2: because you also have to believe and that's where i can buy, and that this guy's been down there for four years so if you can buy that like obviously he's still getting food but still like to go four years and not be found i think yeah you could never i don't i don't know morse code i don't think you could tell that long of a you know bible paragraph study of like your whole journey and say so long and everything like that but uh what i do like is in the middle of film that the, the fill the light's just flickering and obviously the first time mm-hmm. we don't notice that but i do like that it's just kind of like a thing and they do it the night where the lightning's going so you just think oh it's just the power it's one of those things that we talked about where when you rewatch, like oh shit like right that's that's the guy downstairs doing that that has nothing to do with it so for me at work like i buy in so it it works enough it's like again a big stretch that he even at the end he's doing it every night the same story just hoping his son will see it but these guys are fucking they're a weird family so i believe he might go back every night to go check right and they already have knowledge of the 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 code so yeah Mm -hmm. it works enough for me
4: yeah i i i think like just like the fact that they that someone again i'm like going all electrical here but like someone wired these like three switches to the three lights up top is, is just such a weird concept to me but i i love i love the fact that that is weird because it, it's almost like you just have mm-hmm. this one switch and it's like what does it do I don't know, <laughs> like, like let, let's just let's just write a story about like how how this one switch is just wired there for that one purpose. It's it is it is just really weird and interesting to me. Um, I, I I think too, like they have a big emphasis on just like the son being obsessed with the scouts, and then like that's why he, you know, like. You, you can understand all these the morse code things and also just like the other interests that he has throughout the movie i think that's completely fine uh and just again the wackiness of that dude in the cellar just like hitting these buttons with his head and like mm-hmm. being so obsessed with like uh like the rich father <laughs> like he's hitting Mr. the buttons Spike. as as he's like walking up as like a, like that was just such a, a really no that was just a, a cool moment i i think for me i just didn't love how it, it seemed like they really were double downing on that Morse code thing, especially just with how uh, like the story kind of ended in in that sense. Um, I, I I think because as I was saying in the non spoilers, I just feel like the end was kind of going on a little bit longer than I, I particularly wanted it to. Um, I don't know. I, I I just I don't think I needed this this the son going on this like extended journey just to find his dad. I feel like I would have been able to been completely satisfied with just a quick one. But again, that's just me in that moment. It's just. I don't know it, the the Morse code thing. It it didn't didn't hit fully with me.
5: I definitely didn't mind the Morse code uh, and the the whole end sequence there. Just the the sun, like oh, I'm gonna make enough money to buy the home. We'll move in there, and you know all you gotta do is walk upstairs. I, I do you found think that, that
2: happens, Taylor? You think that sun that's what, that's what that's
5: my head ending that i'm gonna really no
2: way that sun pulls it off
5: (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah the fact that we got to see visual a visualization of it happening like okay this is this is this is it happening and it's just like a flashback to the past like until then see you soon see i think it the other way
2: is that because i if that was the last scene i'd agree with you but because they Tr- like transition down to him in real world to me it's just a fantasy of his because mm. one he's gonna have a criminal record and two they showed that he's not all there mentally there anymore because he's just fucking laughing at the funeral and he's laughing at his uh, his trial and stuff like that oh, so brain
5: surgery doesn't well
2: he's not gonna be able for brain surgery because he's a criminal now And now they before they had the income of two other people coming in now they're living in that same spot where they already didn't have enough money for almost like to survive they're down two people and he got hit in that head with a rock like two big hits so Mm -hmm. no i think uh i think mr kim dies in that basement (laughs) that's how i take it
3: yeah maybe he'll get buried in the garden just like the housekeeper that'd be pretty uncommon or unlikely if that were to happen but i yeah yeah, i I think uh because i i i even wonder how much of that whole sequence is supposed to be a fantasy In his head Mm. like I I think the Morse code is is probably something that happens but I wouldn't even be surprised if like that's that's not even happening and that's like part of it because like just part of it like the note that he's writing to his son is so long right Mm. (laughs) it's a very long there's a lot of extra words in there where you would think if you're trying to signal something uh, and obviously not knowing that it's ever gonna be received like, I don't know. what is he sending that out to let him know, hey, I'm here, like, break me out at some point? Or or, or is he just, you know, saying goodbye in that way? I, I don't know what it is, but I the way I almost take it is that he's adding words to that. It's kind of he's, t- he's like playing it up in his head or something like that, too. So, yeah, I don't I don't think he I don't think they get the happy ending. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay, oh so
5: go good. ahead. Go
3: ahead.
4: I was just going to say that's really interesting because I actually took it Taylor's route where I did not catch on that it could have been like a fantasy route where I, I think that's why maybe I felt the way I felt on the ending. It just seemed weird how we got to that conclusion where you have just like the father coming up and just seeing his son. It just really didn't click for me there. So, why yeah, would he there come you
2: go. Up? Why would he just walk up randomly mm-hmm. and like, because they... Po- well, because he bought the house. Yeah, but they pose it... <laughs> but how would the pose- dad know that, right? Yeah, how would they know that? They pose in a way it's the first time they're meeting. So, he- yeah, the door's Fair just enough. open, he walks in, and that's why, to me, it feels very fantastical. Yeah, because,
3: like... like, it's framed as him writing a letter to his dad, but obviously he has yeah. no way to get that to him, so yeah. it's like, <laughs> obviously, his dad wouldn't even know that anyway. Yeah, okay, yeah. there you go.
4: I did not catch that first-time viewing. I gotta gotta revisit that one, because I, I think that'll actually change a lot of my feeling on that end sequence, because it just, mm. like I was saying, it just seemed to be going, like, on long, mm. and then it just ended that way, and it's like, really? It's just a happy ending for our... our bad characters here like that's just really bizarre to me so
3: there you go i, I remember what wa- i'm with Sarah and amanda and while that sequence was going on amanda's like what and she was like so <laughs> mad at this ending <laughs> and i was like i'm just like oh wait wait until the very end like you know g- wait for like five minutes you'll get your answer here but there you I go i think it can be a bit of a device ending apparently um the one thing and maybe
5: i totally like glazed over it but i thought that they were kind of kind of come back and touch upon it when uh the guy down below down below was doing his morse code asking for help and the son the rich father's son translates it and says help me and then he like writes this on this paper and then he runs off did i miss where that kind
2: of came full circle again did he do anything with that information I don't think so. I think they're just trying to signify that, the like the Morse code you can pass on messages to people and stuff like that to set up when Mr. Kim does this long, long story. I think that's the only purpose it has there.
5: Hmm, I see. Okay. I thought I thought it would
3: touch upon something else, but mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the guy in the basement, like mm-hmm. I know he's hungry, but the way he eats that banana always gets me. Oh, oh yeah. I hated it. It was so disturbing. <laughs> God.
2: He's I love that actor. He did a very good job of betraying yes. someone that's been down there for four years, doesn't have it all together. My favorite line of the movie is when he's looking at that poster of Mr. Park and he's like, "Mr. Park, feed me, Mr. Park, house me," and he just respect. And then the <laughs> father, Mr. Kim, is like taken aback, like when he yells and he's like, like he starts to like ask him questions and stuff. And even then later on, when he sees Mr. Park in person, he falls to the ground and he looks at Mr. Park. He's like respect and just like I, he does such a good job because there's so many actors that have to do these type of roles and you go okay they play out but this guy just feels like a wild animal just everything the way he moves when he's taped up the way he's trying to get out of it because he just sees his wife at that time he thinks passing away because he's just she's had all the peaches and she her head just got rocked against the cement mm-hmm. so he's trying to save her and he can't like and just, just the stuff of when later on the sun, when he gets that sun, he wraps that cord around him. God, and he gets brutal. that – yeah, he puts, like, that metal thing. Like, everything from that, he gets, when he gets that knife in the party and he's looking around, like –
4: When he's chasing the sun up the stairs too. Like yes. A fucking oh. wild animal on all fours. Oh, yeah. my God. What an intense moment that is.
2: The smiles, the eyes, that guy is, like – because that could, like – he does play it in like a very kind of over the top way, but he just does it just the right amount. But yeah, that guy from eating to looks to running, he he sells that. He does it. He does a great job. And then he feels like kind of not loving per se, but lovable when he's with his wife. Like you see, they have mm-hmm. they. I like that flashback of them dancing when no one's home mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So again, yeah. good job even with that. Even though this guy's wild when he was going (coughs) and chasing the
5: sun he was doing this kind of like sway motion through the halls like like bouncing off the walls kind of like it's very very crazy but the 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 way they shot that where the sun was leaning over looking at like the the former housekeeper and you just see it kind of fades in almost just the 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 ring just to go around his neck Mm. and just how he's being dragged immediately and just it's quick cut shots that are just so well done that your mind can just accurately follow in, just the thing thrown in between the uh, the bars, and he's mm-hmm. stuck there. And then he just, the knife thing's coming down, and the fucking boy just wriggles out, and it's just cuts so well how it transitions, and he just gets out of the way quickly there. And again, I, I thought he got grabbed when he got, like, yanked at the top of the stairs, but no, it was just very unfortunate Uh <laughs> timing. It's just full of anxiety just he's running up and this cord's dangling in behind. Oh yeah, and just
2: the sound it's making and stuff. Yeah. 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 And then like the next time we see the son he's just head trauma and he's like the God. girlfriend's like like, like,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah the back yeah, I'm
2: and stuff. Just like, because Mr. Kim looks <laughs> up and he just sees everything going on, like his wife. And that's an. And, and here's a good point where I love again when we talk about the bridge family not being so shitty. This is where we get to a point of them being bad. Is so the guy from the basement. This is when everything's gone down. He stabbed the daughter. He's fighting with the mom. And yes, what happened their son's traumatic? But technically, all that happened to their son is he just passed out they're willing to leave this whole party, not help these innocent people as far as they know, like their housekeeper. I I thought
3: he's having like a seizure again. Like he did. Yeah. So when, and specifically she said like he has 15 minutes to get in the hospital or he's going to die. That's where to me, I take it a totally different way where I, I like, yes, he's being a bit of an asshole, but at the same time, I totally get like, I'm saving my kid. I don't give a shit about anything else going on here. I only have 15 minutes. I need to get out there. Obviously, I want this guy to drive me, but if not, give me the Mm -hmm. keys. Like, I will go do this thing. So, (laughs) yeah, I take that a different way. uh, Now that I I guess maybe... Maybe I didn't feel that way the first time I watched it, but, yeah, now I've watched it more. Like, I... Uh, that's why I love it just the gray areas man everything's a gray area
2: but everybody I guess that's the thing where it is a gray area but like no one else can drive the kid like they're all just letting this one woman fight this rabid person if that's
5: my kid I'm getting my kid there I know the ambulance is going to get there like that's that's not a responsibility I think and I think that's where it goes to show like yes he's a rich man and they use like servants to help with everything else but like in this instance like okay this guy clearly couldn't help drive okay give me the keys I'm doing it but again that responsibility
2: which i think is fine but it's not just the family it's the family and everyone else at the party they leave those people to get murdered by this guy no one tries to help like she is fighting him with a hot dog poker and nobody Gets in the way because there's a whole crowd around you got the wife the kid and the dad and there's a whole crowd around her nobody is helping this situation to try it's just they don't and i get it because it is his kid but no one has this also mind to like because if you don't contain this guy he might come after you next but i think for me it's more they signify that they're fine if these people like they're they're not animals but at the same time they're just fine if these people die you know they, they don't care as long as it's not them and not just this family everyone else because when mr mm-hmm. kim goes to hide in that garage the shot of the road is just people running away. They just left this killer. There
5: was there was there was a few people that went to detain the killer though. The one guy who went to grab the, like the umbrella thing, and the Good killer slashed them. at him. Like yeah, so, there was them. like there was a fight. Group of I,
2: numbers if they all if they all team up, this the, the basement guy's done with. If there's like ten people, you know, they just gotta yeah. Gotta but that's not,
5: on that's not the kind of mentality that most people in this kind of like. Society would think of like they're they're mm. rich, they have you know servants, and you see a guy covered with blood on his face, his face yeah. is smashed. Yeah, and in. that's what I mean. A that's a point He's of bad against a few people. Them. Like it's, I don't even necessarily say it's like it, it's like uh, their lack of character. It's just it comes down to like it's it's fight or flight. Like in people in this case and with they money, they they are gonna flight. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. fly away. But I definitely don't see it as like a discredit against a dad because. He, it was his son. Wanted to get his son out of there. He knew the risk, and like, like people, they can fend for themselves. That's that's his son. So Mm -hmm. those keys.
6: right just hit the back just the that
2: slow-mo yeah just under the this the worst situation you can get in with those keys that slow-mo scene too when the
5: dad goes in to get the keys and what's he do he like plugs his nose like just and then mr kim's mm-hmm. like oh this fucking yeah because like. he turns him over he turns the basement <laughs>
2: yeah. over and that's what gives him the ptsd of like he's talking about the smell and i think mr kim in that moment might think he's still st- like he's doing the nose thing to him but clearly because like they have that shot where they show him but then they pan up just him being like oh so it's almost like Mr. Kim doesn't even signify that that like the the guy from the basement's there the guy that's been living down there for four years probably not shower is there he just thinks oh this guy out of all this whole situation's (laughs) going on he still thinks I stink fuck this guy like I think that's what's going through his mind in that moment you know let me ask you
5: this so if Mr. Kim doesn't kill uh, Mr. Park do uh, do they get apprehended do they go to jail or is it just like no this random homeless guy just went fucking crazy yeah that would be it because that's the
2: narrative right they could have
4: played uh, that off easily I would say yeah because like Kevin the son got attacked by this crazy guy like he could easily play the victim card
6: I and guess the news so. narrative just is just that it was a
2: homeless guy. Because the only thing is they say, like, oh, Mr. Kim and Mr. Park ha- had no known issues. So them stabbing him is what created the reports, the news. So if he doesn't I, stab him But then why did that
5: trigger, like, the, the mom and the boy to be in hot water and get probation and all that?
3: Because yeah, I think I, it all goes down then. Because I think when— Well, because they murder someone at that point. Well, I yeah, guess they, technically the one—just the father murders someone, but—
2: and i think it's also when the sons at the hospital because then they start doing background checks and records checks and probably dna and dental and then it's like well you're connected to like the second you're because ah, here's the saying they might not go to jail they might not go to jail but maybe the the rich family would fire them because maybe it would eventually come out like hey they're connected but there still might even be a way for them to avoid if i still the- i still think they get in hot water like they still get the felony
3: the forgery uh like what it might not
2: get put together though if the stabbing doesn't happen because if it's just you're related to the mom and the mom's related to mr kim they could keep that a secret within themselves the only reason it gets related is they do like a dna and it goes back 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 to the guy that stabbed mr park like if they would just think that that guy went to the hospital and maybe the the like the parents who are not his parents Mm -hmm. are checking up on him because they work together right like i think these guys they could Pull, pull it off because there's no crime that's happened. But the second Mr. Yeah. Park's dead, they have to look into it, and that's what's like. Okay, you're related to a killer. Where before you would just be related to, I don't know, this this driver, and the police might not even say anything, right? They might not say anything at all to Mr. Park and them if if they time it, if they get the good time, and they yeah, do I think begin the beginning of the film.
3: Another thing that could screw them o- over, depending on when the cops get there and how this this alternate universe goes down, is. You know, they're going to find the blood in the basement. Uh, Obviously, the daughter would, like, share that information. I found my boyfriend down there just fucking bleeding out in the basement. And the door is still open at that point. Uh, No,
2: it's not. Well, no,
3: because Mr. Kim closes it. So if he never goes back down there and closes the door, then the door would be open and they would find the body of the housekeeper. And that's where, yeah, that's where things would crack open again. But if they could get down there and even just close that cabinet... And then even the cops find the blood afterwards and the cabinet's closed, then I think maybe you're right. Maybe they can uh, get away scot-free. But
2: Yeah, the downstairs is an issue. That, that's a big issue. Lots of DNA down mm-hmm. there. and uh, Which,
3: I, I that is a great moment. I love that the housekeeper cuts the camera because mm-hmm. she's going to go up to the house and do this thing. And that ends up being the reason why later he can sneak back into the uh, basement. Uh, and I like that shot, too. They, like, show, like, the kind of zoomed-out shot, and you just see the the snipped wire there. I like that
2: detail. Yeah, it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um,
2: just
4: check. commenting on, you guys already mentioned it, but when the, the original housekeeper gets just Spartan kicked down the stairs <laughs> and just crunches her head on it, and, you know, like, I think it's, like, a psychological term, but when you see someone, like, get pain you like feel it to an extent or like just cringe and i feel like that's a big reason why i just can't do the saw movies or anything like that like it's just it's it it hits me too hard and the other one that really hits me is the head injuries like visually seeing them i don't care if it's like a video of like a street fight or like just a certain like sports athlete like falling on their head it is like the worst thing for me to see and this movie <laughs> has multiple of them specifically like when she just goes down and because it, it just happens so abruptly uh like you guys were mentioning like earlier how like the sound just cuts as soon as her head hits it and i'm like okay she just died there like like Okay, now these these con artists are now murderers because in that moment you know she did end up living uh uh at least a little bit longer past that point mm-hmm. but it's just the way she hit her head it was like oh my god no like that that's got to be death right there it wasn't the case you know fast forward some time we get the son who yeah like even before the the seller man actually like hits him like it's from the it's from the sun's perspective and like you see the rock coming down and i'm just like wincing cuz i know what's going to happen just like the rock to the head oh here we go and then he gets out of it and then later on yeah he actually hits him in the head and again God. it's not on just the sun's visual it. that
3: second shot the is the second shot that was brutal, that
4: man. was the bad one that i i wasn't expecting because like the two attempted hits or i guess one was attempted, one actually hit. It didn't actually show the sun. It's off screen. It, it, yeah, it is off screen. Yeah. But still, just like the imaginary thump, it just, it hurts me watching it. And then you just see the sun down. And like, again, this is another moment when I think he's already dead because there's just so much blood. And just to like actually finish him, just throws the rock. And like the sun's head just like kind of like snaps back His to His hand it.
3: like twitches a bit mm-hmm. too. It's, oh.
4: I Yeah, Shay oh, was God. watching that scene with me too. And both of us were just like, all leaf. Fuck. like are you kidding me like did that really just happened and then the kid just ends up living like past that point which is just crazy he must be iron head or whatnot but yeah
2: just like oh, he's still messed up head, head... he's not doing yeah. good yeah not doing he's turning into the joker he's just randomly <laughs> he's laughs. laughing at his sister's <laughs> yeah. ashes <They're> like, <laughs> yeah are not good yeah no definitely not
4: but just head injuries and like seeing them in that way oh they they really do a number on me <laughs>
2: But I don't know, I'd love to ask if that first raw kit, if that's on purpose and not showing it, or if it was just the angle. Because I feel like when they just show it off screen, cause all you see is... He slams it down, you hear the effect, and then he cut to it. I remember every time I watched, I'm like, oh, they're just not going to show because that's a hard thing to film. And then the second time, it's just that literal toss. So I wonder <laughs> if it's just cut from the angle or if they wanted you to think like, oh, yeah, like people will get hit in the head with rocks, but you're not going to see it. So you're not even expecting that second one because like, oh, yeah, they've cut yeah. once. They're not going to show me a rock hit. And then it just, yeah, he just like tosses mm-hmm. it. He just, yeah, brutal. But yeah, brutal shit. Like a heavy uh,
4: rock too for the size of it Ugh. yep mm-hmm.
3: I, I i like the the kind of imagery the once again the symbolism there of of this rock that's supposed to bring them great fortune and good luck and all this stuff and that's the thing that ends up like just crashing him in the head and like almost oh, yeah. killing him and and yeah obviously just uh that did not go their way um uh, that's like yeah the one thing that he salvaged from the house and it was the thing that like just almost killed him <laughs> uh random little thing i love when he's he's bringing his sister for the uh the job interview to be the art teacher and like right before they go into the house she's doing like that mnemonic yeah. thing like jessica only child <laughs> like from illinois whatever it is i i that gets me every time i just love that little like mnemonic that they came up with there yeah uh, so good. fun uh here's a, a couple like foreshadow things that i didn't really notice previously but were cool this time uh, was uh, at one point the rich mom just has what feels like a throwaway line where she's talking about the maid and she's like oh she's such a great maid yeah she knows the be- the house better than I do which at the mm-hmm. time like just feels like a very innocuous line but of course like referencing that she knows about this whole hidden bunker yeah. uh, under the house so that's a great little moment Travis you mentioned the scene when they're Kind of uh, intimidating that pizza delivery woman. I don't know if she's a pizza delivery woman, but she works with the pizza company. Something pizza. The way the way that shot, like the camera's obviously kind of facing her directly. And then, as you mentioned, the sun is kind of coming up very close to her. And I love just as that scene's going on, it's almost like a little foreshadow for what the movie is where the son comes in, he's very close. The mom comes in, she's very close. The daughter, like, sneaks up behind her. And, like, I don't know, maybe it's just a Korea thing with, like, personal space. But they're, like, they are right on her, right? Like, they're invading that personal bubble. And I love that, like, just one by one, they're slowly kind of invading surroundings, like, almost suffocating this character. Obviously, it's not a physical like violence thing but just like this little like imagery thing that's a good little foreshadow for what they end up doing to this family is really cool
2: well i remember they do something like that too after he talks about the peaches and the, the tv storyline and stuff like that when they go into the room to talk when he like gets in there he gets like extremely close to her and she like nicely mm. backs away but it's Ray, and even the Ray. way he like shakes her hand he, like, extends it, she doesn't, like, I don't know if she doesn't want to shake the hand, she doesn't understand, yeah, it's but like he just kinda, a really awkward handshake. yeah, he, like, has to grab her hand into the shake, and then she's like, yeah, so there's a few other times where they're uncomfortably close with the family and stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, another line I like, this one's maybe a bit more nebulous, I don't know if this one's really intentional, but I like it, is when uh, Mr. Kim's driving uh mr park i guess i think i'm getting some of these names right every once in a while he's he's driving home and he's like this isn't a test uh you know i'm just need a little break at my lunch here and so they're doing this little drive together and he has to take like this big wide turn uh and he's like looking down at his coffee and it's you know just staying flat the whole time but then he just uh he has this line that's like oh your cornering is excellent which uh i don't know it might be nothing but i i like the idea that They're really just like cornering this family and like surrounding them on all sides so like Mm -hmm. they they do have excellent cornering and it was just like these (laughs) other unfortunate events that ended up uh, making it not work out for them but I like that little uh, throwaway line
2: there's a couple Uh, fun combos in the car i like the one when uh they get the honk he gets honked at and then they get back to driving and he's really trying to sell on the cleaning company mm -hmm. get your eyes on the road he just snapped and that's one time where you see mr park snap because he's just but again it's for a good reason because he didn't want his car to get hit but he's this whole time mr kim is just like yeah and they got to do this and he's just that almost crossing the the line that was another
4: scene too when i i like in that moment i'm like it is bothering me how much he is turning back right now like as an avid driver like that is dangerous man like keep your eyes <laughs> on the fucking road and what did park say he said that he, he said mm-hmm. keep your eyes on the road and then yeah. i'm like oh my god like this movie is just taking my thoughts and, and doing it the other one was when um like the 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 cellar dweller and the old maid. Oh, I are love just, that the cellar are, <laughs> dweller. That's a great name. They're just like recording the family with their arms up, and like they're just like daydreaming. In this moment, I'm like, just fucking like, just linebacker them right now. Like, just go full tilt and just take them out. Like 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 their finger okay it's close on the send but like any little distraction i feel like it's so easy just slap that phone out of their hand what happens the sun just fucking dive bombs them and i'm like okay no this this is getting weird now because every little idea like they're just going with it um and then the other one just off the top of my head was when like the old housekeeper uh just straight up just starts filming them like she doesn't even like wait for a second of like how can i use this to my advantage like just pulls out the phone and record it and i feel like that's just something that has I don't know, like maybe just been uh, like glossed over in so many situations where like in, like an easy way to get evidence on someone is just pull out your phone. Like everybody has these days. Everybody has a smartphone that you mm-hmm. can just record. And so many characters in movies just don't do that to just get like that evidence really quickly. And she doesn't even like skip a beat. She just pulls it out, starts recording. And it's like, oh, look at this. I like, can easily send it to the family. So just like really... I think realistic way of tackling those situations uh but yeah it it, you reminded me with the the driving one and kind of mentioned in the non-spoiler section but just i was surprised how how many of those moments happened in the movie because like i said like there was three or four that like they it's like they took the idea right out of my head and it was like wow like this this movie is very well thought out
3: Mm -hmm. uh a couple other Details I like were just once again the imagery of the the class disparity, the lower class versus the upper class. Uh, I <laughs> I love that the like they show the the stink bug at the beginning and the dad like flicks it, just a very like textbook flick on that thing. <laughs> but the fact that they just they're like oh let's use this like fumigation that's going on outside oh like to God. get rid of these stink bugs and just yeah like just coughing up as this, I'm sure like just disgusting chemicals are cruising through Terrible their house. Plan. But that's just. But that's just where they're at at this point. Yeah. And even like, oh man, I wonder, like, those pizza boxes, like, they must be pretty stinky with the fumigation going on there. Uh, that's something I've wondered too. Uh, but yeah, a couple other class disparity things. One, I, I like, I, I think this is probably pretty intentional that the order that the family kind of take over and become these parasites starts with like the youngest sons, you could say like the lowest. And then goes up to, like the older sister, and then the parents. I know, it's kind of unclear which one of them is like older, but I like mm. that you go from the youngest to the oldest. You're kind of going from the bottom up, uh, which is cool. And then even just like a little thing at the beginning. Once again, this might not be intentional, but I feel like everything in this movie just feels so intentional. Is just the beginning of the movie. the their phones like aren't working anymore, <laughs> and what do they do to get them to work? They're just like raising their phones up as high as they possibly can they have to get like go up on the staircase rise up to the very top ceiling just a little detail that i think is kind of a cool way that they're kind of once again adding on to this uh kind of upper versus lower element of it so just Mm -hmm. so many masterful little details in this movie i love it so much that was all my notes
4: the other uh quick one I'll shout out is the uh, like alley pisser the guy that keeps pissing like outside (laughs) their window that was that was a funny like reoccurring situation He's back. He's like, I'll take care of this. And the son, like, just grabs the rock initially. Mm-hmm. Like, he's ready to just fucking murder this guy. And then uh, I can't remember if it's, it's the the father or whatnot. But he's like, here, take this instead. It's just a water bottle. It's, like, such an opposite side of, like, the extreme spectrum of, like, should I th- murder this man with a giant rock or should I just splash some water on him? And then the uh, daughter's recording it. And you just get that, like, yeah, slow-mo, so slow-mo, like, so awesome. water fight. <laughs> like, it's just this guy pissing at the son who's, like, spraying water at him and then and then the father just comes out and like out like out of the frame he just comes in with like a giant bucket that was a very comedic scene i I was laughing pretty good uh in that moment that was
3: (laughs) you know what's you know what's crazy about that set is there's like one or two buildings there but the rest is like full-on green screen it's like really Really? masterful like it totally feels authentic even like the the rich house i think they built that for the movie like it's not a a real place, but it like it feels so authentic, and I don't know where exactly the lines are of it being a, a real building versus it not. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing some like behind the scenes shots, and is just kind of amazed at the fact that that alleyway that they live in is like the background is just full screen uh, green screen ch- green screen going on there is the word I was trying to look
4: for. That's crazy because I like I think when um, the son and his friend are having like that little uh like conversation like outside when he's just Mm -hmm. he's down in his drinks and the that's when he gives the idea that like you know you can tutor what's her face and then like that could be a good (laughs) moment i like i i liked uh the conversation everything but i feel like that was the one moment where i was like is that a green screen behind them and then i'm like it might be but i don't know it looks too good Mm -hmm. and like that was the only time it actually like crossed my mind that like there was CGI used in those scenes, like I th- mm-hmm. I, I completely thought it was just uh, like a real backdrop or whatever, like a real city street that they're filming mm-hmm. on. Because yeah, as yeah, like to your point, it looked it looked phenomenal, really really good job. No log truck scenes on this
2: movie. No, no, <laughs> no, no oh. log truck scenes. Uh Yeah, no. I'm just looking through. No, we've touched on everything that I had for notes on my side. I've got some cool little deets here that i pulled the
5: deets. Ooh, deets so inclined uh first one you're right dylan that window crease in there that was uh one of the indicators to kind of like, like situate like the poor and the rich kind of a thing going mm-hmm. on there um it's a good call out there um you can see a collection of alfred hitchcock films on the shelf in the park home uh i guess uh hitchcock is one of the aspects that inspired parasite um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the other thing too and this one I caught on in after the fact but it's not something you would know at the time of but when uh, the uh, housekeeper was fired and you have Mr. Park kind of talking to uh, Mr. Kim about it like oh yeah their only flaw was that she would eat enough for two people there you uh-huh. go she's swiping the food for the husband mm, yeah. that's smart. I know I she said it's out. just
2: out of my budget but she was lying
6: mm-hmm. yeah
5: you can see, too, that the uh, family, when they start off, they're drinking what's considered a cheap beer. They upgrade their beer to a more premium brand afterwards and they start making some more money. Mm. Um, this is more or less just kind of like a, a weird why they left it in. But when the sister is eating that jerky, they intentionally leave it in where the next scene cuts and she's holding it into her opposite hand. Um, but they chose to leave that in just for
4: like the puppy food.
5: Yeah, they just wanted to leave that in for fans. So <laughs> for, fans.
3: for fans.
5: Interesting. Fans yeah.
2: um, Fans of Airs, it's here for you.
5: So the guy in the basement, now this one was interesting because he reveals that he was once a driver for a Taiwanese Castella. And this is the same shop that, or no, 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 I'm getting that confused, so I apologize. These names are, are tricky to follow. Um key tech which i can't recall who that individual was but they were a driver for the taiwanese that's Stella. mr kim That'd that's be mr. The dad, Kim. Again. this is the okay. same shop that Gunsei opened and this is ginsay is the guy that lived in the basement yeah the cellar dweller exactly so this is the reason he had so much debt so there's like connection there between the hmm. two um wait
3: sorry can you explain that again
5: so the fellow in the basement he owned yeah. a shop that got closed down caused so much debt um, it turns out that the character Key Ki- Ki- Tech was once a driver for this restaurant. So,
3: oh, for that guy's restaurant. Okay.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Interesting. Okay. Um, t-
5: t- what else do we got here? You can see too that there's a scene where um, Key Basically, he's on his phone, and he's looking at, like, the text messages after the whole sewage thing, and he's actually got the rock impressions in his hand. Actually, that's pretty cool, because he was, like, gripping it all night, and that's when he, like, grabbed it out of the water and was, like, holding onto it so
4: tightly and all that jazz. That was was a weird moment, too, because, like, again, I was watching the scene with uh, Shay, but, like, he gets the rock... And then the next, like it's, I, I thought he was standing in the kitchen or whatever. And then the next time you see the kitchen, it's just like Mr. Kim, like, like looking and he looks to be like really sad and just upset. Like, of course he's seen his whole house just like gone. <laughs> Such a shade. She's like, I think the sun just drowned himself. And I'm like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like he, he just held the rock and just like, just yeah, said goodbye. Like, like an that, anchor that was had just sunk <laughs> into the yeah. But like but like i couldn't really counter it because i'm like yeah i guess he was standing right there but like would they really just kill him (laughs) off quickly and like (laughs) i didn't think there was any motivation for the character to like be thinking like suicidal thoughts in that time like sure things are not going well but i never would have thought to go to that extreme uh and it's like my
2: score is going down (laughs) it
4: was so strange like literally i'm like wow we're just gonna be off in these characters now but uh yeah sure enough the next scene when they're or not the next scene but the next time we see them they're in the gym and he's gripping the rock and i'm like okay thankfully he's still around there's more story to tell with this character because it, it was just a weird like i think splice in the edit where like he, like you see him with the rock and then where he was his his father kind of looks like he's looking for him or something <laughs> but i don't know maybe i'm just reading into it too much it was a funny moment for sure though because it was just like what are
6: you kidding i'll me? look out for that next time watching yeah. Yeah, i
4: watch <laughs>
5: uh another moment when uh the mom is cleaning up from the kitchen when the family's coming home she actually <laughs> scoops her phone into the garbage oh, um, no! yeah <laughs> uh i guess another form of kind of tie in here is when the dad's like freaking out about the stink bugs it's supposed to tie in where he is the stink bug at the end of the movie mm. Mm. uh and uh, then their home exactly and mm-hmm. then uh the joke about The Rock that you should have brought food instead of The Rock. Uh, basically, they kind of go throughout the film where, like, I guess they're trying to bring food downstairs, but, the, like, the obviously, Jessica isn't able to bring the food downstairs, and it turns into uh, Kevin who brings The Rock down, but it should have been food instead of The mm. Rock.
4: So, yeah. There there's you some go. Some fun things. You reminded me fun of The Rock things. when... Uh, when kevin's or yeah kevin's going down there to to do the deed with his rock and he just completely like drops it and <laughs> holy fuck, what a like very well shot as well just like seeing the rock at the bottom of the, of the basement and then you just can't see left or right like they, they easily could have both been standing there from his perspective and like i would have just fucking ran away like screw that they can have my wealth rock that is <laughs> yeah. that is so scary and like twice on those stairs they like got ousted like the first time they mm. slipped down the stairs and it's just like oh, oh no how hideous, easily yeah. the situation could have been avoided and then there he just drops the rock and like it's so loud a giant rock going down these like cement stairs yeah it was oh i i love those scenes for how like just it made me like cringe and like mm-hmm. oh no what's gonna
2: happen next definitely anything else I'm good once, going twice, yeah. All right. Final thoughts. Yeah, no, there's not much more I can say. It's in that category of yes, of course. There's technically no film is perfect, you know. People have dog hand in one hand and then it switches over to the other. But uh, this is in that category. If there's a perfect movie, it's up there. And yeah, it's one of the best. It's every hyperbolic word you can use to describe it. I think it matches the bill. And uh, yeah, it's one that I watched it and I think I know why I watched it. Like so back to back. Like close so many times the first year when I saw it because I watched this and then I was like you know I think I'll be watching this again pretty soon and not in the sense of like oh in a couple of months it's one of those when it ends you're like oh I I could watch it again the next day it's just such mm-hmm. a fun dark twisty adventure it's kind of you know in Golden Geese we're talking about everything ever all at once it, it feels similar to that where it just kind of has something for everyone if you're a fan of film just like it hits on multiple genres almost all genres so yeah this is easy. 10 out of 10, perfect score for me on this one. So, Dylan, any final thoughts?
3: The Academy was right. Best picture. The Academy is right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I've said it all. Yeah. Kirkland?
3: Yeah, I
4: I absolutely love this movie. Um, Definitely met the uh, expectations I was going into it, which were high because I had only heard good things. Um, But... Like, for where I'm sitting right now, I, I, I wouldn't give it a perfect score just because of, like, my confusion Whoa. with the ending. And I, I think that is something that will be resolved very easily, like, with a second uh, watch. And I think oh. this is definitely a movie that I can see just, like, increasing score-wise with the watches. Uh, be- for all, like, the details, either you, Dylan, or Taylor, like, shouted out of just with, like, the, the splitting of, like, the social classes, uh like I, I thought that all of that was really interesting in hindsight. So I'm definitely gonna be looking for that moving forward and all all those little details I missed. But specifically the ending, uh just because yeah, I when I came into it, I said I, I kind of had an issues with just the pacing of it all, but I think that can definitely be uh, – cha- <laughs> I see you typing over here in the banners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, so, oh, yeah, right perhaps now – on a second <laughs> watch.
2: For having, oh, it's doing well, all over I'm again. Getting, I'm
4: giving my review I for know, right now, just, right? So I'm where just I'm lying right now, I'll give it a 9.75. More than a 9.5 because it's definitely deserving of it, but I'm not going to give it the perfect Great. score until I – I'm a little bit more satisfied with the end with the ending, which again I think it's just like a user error. I completely slipped and missed up on that detail there. But yeah, can't wait to rewatch it. It's just it's definitely gonna be one that's gonna be fun to revisit every once in a while.
2: What the fuck was the context of this ticker eight? <laughs> it mean about the size.
4: I don't even know half of the ones on here. <laughs> oh
2: man. Yeah, Take it away from us. Taylor, finishes off. Yeah,
5: this this film I, I give it a ten out of ten. I loved how it just, it, it takes you in one direction, but totally just curveballs and throws another wrench in it and just adds so many different dynamics to interpret and the symbolism, the themes. It's just a very, very well done film. I'm starting to realize, I think my, my go-to for films that I'm really, really enjoying now are the South Korean types, particularly zombie films. like. South Korea and basement films, basement, basement films, films, films the genre. We got to get section, you more yeah. films
2: with people in basements. Oh, Have you yeah, ever seen like, uh, "People Under the Stairs"? Wes Craven's.
5: I've heard of that, but I've never seen you just it. just
2: Watch it. Yep, yeah.
5: I'll add it to the list, along with the stepfather and the sequel for that one too, which I didn't even know it existed.
2: That's pretty right. cool. But um, check out our yeah, Twitter no, conversation for that reference.
5: Yeah. So, <laughs> South Korea, they they know what they're up to with these films. They know what they're up to with the acting. Like like they. When I feel like something has been done before or so many things like in movie and Hollywood, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, that, 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 but then South Korea just comes in with a curveball and just <laughs> delivers uh, a new echelon of content, cinematic content. So like I'm, I'm always I'm always open, open eared and open eyed for for that stuff
2: open-eared and open-eyed well we hope you were open-eared or eyed for this review big thank you again to the patrons and uh summer Hansy for recommending this movie this was a fun one uh yeah until next time won't be boring check your basements
3: Bye.